0: Welcome to the World War II Radio Podcast. Today we have Dimes for Invasion, a war stamps drive effort program from the U.S. Treasury Department that aired in October 1943. It highlights the efforts of local newspapers and newsboys to collect funds for the war. The World War II Radio Podcast is a brick-pickle media production. If you like the show, please leave feedback on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you happen to listen. You can visit our website at brickpicklemedia.com slash podcasts, where you can find links to past episodes and other information. Also look for us on Facebook at facebook.com slash WW2radio. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy today's episode of the World War II radio podcast. October 2nd is National Newspaper Boy Day. In cooperation with the United States Treasury Department, your local newspapers and newspaper boys who deliver and sell United States war saving stamps present an all-star radio program, Dimes for Invasion, starring Morton Downey, George Tucker, Associated Press war correspondent who has just returned from North Africa. You'll hear the Paulist Boys Choir with David Berkman and the Treasury Orchestra and Chorus. The program opens with Strike Up the Band.
2: Day, October 2nd is the big day for the newspaper boys who help Uncle Sam sell war stamps.
0: Well, how many war stamps have the newspaper boys sold, Ellie?
2: Ninety million dollars worth.
0: Ninety million dollars. Well, that's really a marvelous record.
2: It sure is. Now, National Newspaper Boy Day want all our customers to buy at least one dollar worth of extra war stamps. Yes, sir. These extra dimes for war stamps are dimes for invasion. <laughs>
0: paper boys of America present Mr. George Tucker, Associated Press foreign war correspondent who will tell you one of his thrilling eyewitness stories of his experiences in North Africa. Mr. Tucker will be introduced by Lloyd Stratton, Assistant General Manager and Secretary of the
1: Associated Press. Mr. Stratton. Ladies and gentlemen, of the gallant Associated Press correspondents who have been reporting the war for you in the Mediterranean theater of operations, one has lost his life, two are prisoners of the enemy and two have been painfully injured. Of the two injured, one, Wes Gallagher, with a steel brace on his back because of a fractured vertebra, is already on his way back to the front. The other, who is pleading to be sent back just as soon as his position will permit, is George Tucker. He underwent a grave surgical operation in New York only last August 4th as a result of an injury in a plane crack-up in Tunisia. Tucker was for ten years an Associated Press Broadway columnist. But Tucker wanted to give up the glitter of Broadway to report the danger and action of the battlefield. Tell us, George, why must a correspondent, whose job is reporting rather than shooting, take such risks? Well, Lloyd, in the first place, you've got to see a battle to get the feel of it.
3: You've got to get it in your blood to be able to tell about it. You've got to run the same risks the soldier runs. You've got to sleep in ditches and get bugs on you and go hungry. But don't misunderstand me. Correspondents don't take unnecessary risks. They're thinking every minute of getting a story, getting it written, and getting it back to headquarters for censorship and transmission. George, suppose you tell us. What do you think was your most thrilling experience? That's not such an easy question. I can think of a good many experiences as we drove Rommel across Libya, I spent some time with British sappers digging out landmines and other diabolical death traps left by the Nazis. But I think I'll tell you about one night in Tunisia. It was the night of April the 19th. I had been out with the British fleet and had heard of the remarkable accomplishment of the 57th American Fighter Group the day before. You may recall they shot down 76 Yonkers 52s in 15 minutes. ...and damaged or destroyed 28 others. These were the big Nazi transports... ...with which the Nazis were trying to escape from Cape Barn. I came ashore and caught a ride on an army truck... ...about 40 miles up the road to the 57th headquarters. I got there about 11.30 at night. The men were in tents and were just turning in... ...but I scrambled around and managed to get my story within a few minutes. I was told I could use a trailer which was actually the 57th operations office, to write my story. It was a bright, moonlit night with low scattered clouds. I was all alone in the trailer, writing. Suddenly, I heard that distinctive whoom whom of a German bomber coming from the clouds. If you've ever heard it, you never forget it. The next thing I knew, the sky burst into light. The Germans had dropped flares to light up the target. I started to move. I thought I could sort of back away from that light. Then it occurred to me that flares spread for a couple of miles, not just a couple of hundred yards. So I ran. I came to a hole about four feet deep, that had been the foundation of an ACAC gun. I fell into it just as the bombs came. They were anti-personnel bombs, designed not for damage, but for killing men. It was all over, I thought, instantly. I went back to the trailer and started riding again. And then they came back again, flying low and fast. They had merely ducked into the clouds and turned around and come back. I ran for the hole again. This time, several soldiers joined me. And it sounds a little fantastic to tell about it now, but those bombers came back every 15 minutes, from midnight to about 4 o'clock in the morning. I would go back to the trailer, write a paragraph, and they'd come again. And then I'd have to run for that hole and wait for them to drop their bombs. Soon, there were 30 or 40 of us crowded in that hole. Officers, pilots, members of ground crew. How did they take it,
1: Those men, George?
3: Well, Lloyd, good-naturedly. Those men knew what they were up against. They were joking all the time. Of course, some of
1: us prayed. The mighty fine pilots were killed that night. George, do you have any final message from those boys over there? Those boys you are aching to rejoin? Yes, I do. Friends... Those men of yours are fighting
3: a mighty hard, tough fight for a speedy and final victory. I hope I have given you just a glimpse of what they're going through. They're doing their job, and they're not complaining. But they expect you to do your part, to keep up the effort on the home front to the limit. That means working harder and sacrificing more, buying more and more war bonds and stamps so they can come back to a future of peace and security. Thank
0: you, George Tucker and Lloyd Stratton of the Associated Press. Now here is one of America's popular radio song stars, Morton Downey. Hello, folks. And to all the newspaper boys, a
2: special high fellas. You did it before and you can do it again. Back up your fighting men with war stamps today. And you folks, keep on buying war stamps and war bonds for speedy victory and peace. Now, David Brookman and the orchestra and chorus, join me in a popular war song, In My Arms. In my arms, in my arms, ain't I never gonna get a girl in my arms? In my arms, in my arms, ain't I never gonna get a bundle of charm? Comes the dawn, I'll be gone, i just gotta have a honey hole You can if I'm going to go to Berlin Give me a girl in my arms In my arms In my arms Ain't I never going to get a girl In my arms In my arms In my arms Ain't I never going to get a bus In the bus Comes the door I'll be gone And I thank you for the many letters you write As for some delight you can see May Never get it in the female. Give me a girl in, my arms. Oh, in, in my, arm. my arms. In my arms. In my arms. In my arms. my arms. Ain't I ain't never going to get a girl in my, arm. in my arms. In my arms. In my arms. In my arms. Ain't I never going to get a mum for a child. Yeah. Girl in my arms. Tonight. Give me a me a Give me a girl in,
0: give me a in. Yes, friends, every dime counts. Your dimes for war stamps or dimes for invasion, for victory, and peace. This is Larry Elliott speaking for the United States Treasury Department and a salute to your local newspapers and newspaper boys who sell and deliver war stamps. When these boys call to ask you to buy at least $1 worth of extra war stamps, remember they're doing their part to help you, to help you, the 20 million newspaper subscribers, to continue your full share in support of America's war effort. Make your dimes count. Buy that extra dollar's worth of war stamps from your newspaper boy to celebrate National Newspaper Boy Day. When you buy war stamps and war bonds, you are investing in victory and the future security of this land of our fathers. United States Treasury Department thanks George Tucker and Lloyd Stratton of the Associated Press, Morton Downey, and the Paulus fire under the direction of Fred Becker. Also, this station for the use of its facilities. The Treasury Orchestra and Chorus were under the direction of David Brookman. This especially transcribed production was directed by Everett George Opie. This is Larry Elliott speaking. <laughs>